Hey y'all, welcome to the Post Hype Podcast, a podcast about scripture, conversations, and resources for heart change and action. My name is Jacora, and I will be your host along with Jarrett, my co-host. How are you doing, man? What's up, man? It's so good to be here and doing this. I, uh, man, we are just so overwhelmed and encouraged by the feedback from like episode zero of just here's what we're doing and why. And so uh, for those listening, we are so grateful, seriously, for y'all's feedback, for the encouragement that is giving us like wind in our sails to uh, just continue down this journey of just having honest conversations about life, culture, and Jesus. And um, so we're grateful for your feedback. And super cool, we're on Apple Podcasts. Amazing. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. It took a little bit of time because you know iTunes be exclusive, you know what I'm saying. But if you have a chance, if you have an iPhone or if you just feel like you really want to be connected to iTunes, rate, share, and review on Apple Podcasts because that will help other people to be able to find our podcast. Right now we're buried... Uh, behind or underneath a bunch of like sports post hype which talks. is ridiculous yeah i didn't know that post hype in the sports world was a thing so email us if like that's like your thing and let us know like who's your favorite post hype sports uh maybe that's indicative of life you know there's more post hype about football than jesus in life so well 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 <laughs> i mean you know the sports culture is so all-consuming but there's so many more things that we need to talk about than exactly post type of sports like these kinds of topics that are so so yeah. so prevalent so um, let's get it up to the top. Yeah, let's go. All right. So this episode, episode one, where do we start? Mm. And that's where we're going to start today. So we're going to explore what it looks like for us to, you know, now that we've gotten you on the, on the bandwagon, of like, all right, post hype, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get it. Oh, now what do we do? Where mm. do we start? But before we go any further, I want to let you know that we don't want this to be a podcast. That's just another weapon in your arsenal to convince someone to support what you believe politically or philosophically. That is not what we're about. There are enough people in the world using their words as weapons when the only weapon we as Christians should be relying on is the sword of God, i.e. the Bible. Yes. So with that, let's get at it and let God do the slicing and dicing. Yeah, let's get it. And you know, I think it's such a good word, Jacora, that we're not trying to weaponize anything. And we're not even trying to attack. We don't. Our heart is not to attack anything or anyone. Yeah. Um, and the word of God being the sword, um, in case we all didn't know, the sword is directed at our individual hearts. So uh, the word of God is penetrating and dividing Jared's soul and Jacora's yeah. soul yeah. and the listener's soul. And so uh, we don't use the Bible as a weapon attacking people with it. Um, instead, we would go to the Bible and say, okay, God, slice and dice my heart. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's a word. Pierce, convict, penetrate my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so often, and where we're going to go today is we, we want to hit personal level. Because so often with these topics, politically and culturally, we just go to everybody else. And here's what they should have done. Here's yeah. how they should have handled it. X, Y, Z. And we're like, well, the Bible wants to hit your heart first. And as yeah. God slices and dices your heart, then he'll use your life to be able to, to help others into that change as well. So with that, we're going to read Romans chapter 5. I'm going to read for us verse 6 and 11. So Before um, just, you do that. Yes. Just for the people who are like me, who are like, I want to know what version, because I want to read the words exactly that you're reading. Mm. This is coming from the Christian Standard Bible, yes. formerly known as the Holman Christian Standard Bible. But just for those out there who are like, but what version are you reading? Mm. Super helpful. Yeah. The C- CSB. That's where we at. Romans chapter 5, verse 6. Here's what it says. For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Rarely will someone die for a just person. Though for a good person, perhaps someone might even dare to die. 
verse 8. This is the gospel. But God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we have now been declared righteous by the blood of Jesus, by his blood, will we be saved through him from wrath? Verse 10, for if while we were still enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received this reconciliation. And so we start here with Romans 5 because it's the gospel. Mm -hmm. That while we were helpless sinners and enemies of God, Christ died for us. He shed his blood on the cross for us so that we could be reconciled back to God, not because we earned it, not because we deserved it, not because we were good people, but mm. because we were helpless, sinning enemies to God. And when we start with that, and when we recognize as believers, if there's a lot of you guys, we assume are probably Christians and believers, you need to recognize that without Christ, you were helpless sinners and enemies to God. Yeah. And when we see that in that state of being, Christ died for us on the cross. He mm. saved our souls. He's justified us and declared us righteous. And he has reconciled us to himself on the basis of his work on the cross. Mm -hmm. Whew. That's where you just really got to let the gospel marinate yeah. in your heart. And, and let this, this loving reconciliation of the Father and the Son and, of course, the Spirit be the foundation yeah. of, well, where do we start? We start with the gospel where Christ reconciled us to himself. Yeah. And so we start there, and then as we are reconciled to mm -hmm. God, as we experience that, then we start moving towards things like, how do we reconcile with one another? Mm -hmm. You can't get to the reconciliation of one another when you haven't been reconciled to your creator. Ooh. And we need to say that again, because we need to sit on that, because what we're trying to do as a culture, we're trying, hey, race your reconciliation, let's reconcile with one another, which is a great thing, we're super here for that. Yeah. But if you haven't been reconciled to your creator and to God and experienced true, biblical, eternal reconciliation with Jesus Christ, then we do not have the power or the ability to truly reconcile with other people. Yeah, I agree. Because honestly, we see that like it's through God's power and the sincerity of his love that he did this. And like, if anything, which, you know, the, the sacrifice of of god the son is more than just an example mm. um, but at the very least it's an example of the reality of what it looks like to love someone and seek reconciliation with someone while they are still a hot mess because you know it could not be me it couldn't be me yeah. uh, so I, I thank god for jesus because jacora mm. like it said in in the kind of in the middle of that you know someone might die for a just person maybe die for hey. like a no no <laughs> I ain't dying for nobody, for my, except for my husband. And oh, there, wow. I'd be like, are you sure you want me to get... Okay, okay, we're going to do it. Okay, for you. Are you sure? But that's just... It just... It just... We get to see... We get to see just the beauty and the depth and the perfection of God's love for us mm -hmm. through uh, the scripture, through the gospel. Yeah. And, and while I, I think something you just said really hit me of like, you know, when God's the one who loved us while we're helpless sinners and enemies of God, mm -hmm. when we re receive that and recognize that, then we also are able to realize, especially for those who are not believers, mm. we love them, but they are helpless sinners and enemies of God. Yeah. What that does is I think that isn't, that's not a judgment. That gives us a, a heart of compassion. I mean, they're helpless. Yeah. They haven't experienced the love of Jesus. How could they possibly extend the love of Jesus to their neighbors and yeah. to those of different colors and backgrounds and races? I mean, yeah. they're helpless. That's real. They're dead in their sin. 
We, that's a compassion, not a judgment. Yeah. That's a, here's their hearts. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. I think honestly, like even replacing the word, but with, and like, mm. I, I love you and you a hot mess. Like that's really <laughs> what God was saying. Like, I love you and you need me. Yeah. Um, and I think he has a, he has a level of authority of like, you need me because we yeah. all need him. But just to see that both can be true. Um, I think kind of changes our perspective on how we interact with people who as Christians, those who are not Christians and for people who are just like different than us, it really can change how we interact with them. So, so yeah, like where do we start? We start off with the reality that God loves us deeply, perfectly and eternally. And that this love is manifested through the sacrificial death and resurrection of God, the son, Jesus Christ. That's where we start with any conversation about social justice or about wanting to see the world be a better place. It starts with the reality of, of mm-hmm. God taking the first, you know, and the biggest step of reconciliation, of reconciling us to him. Yeah, man, that's exactly it. And if we don't start there, then all of our applications and all of our next episodes are going to be just external applications. Yeah. But the gospel is the internal engine behind yeah. everything that we want to say here and everything that we want to do yeah. as we seek to live out the things that we're, we're, we're doing. And so we've got to start here or else everything else won't make any sense. It'll be incomplete without the gospel. Yeah. It's just, it, it, if we're going to talk about heart transformation, like this is, this is the heart transformation part. Mm-hmm. This is where mm-hmm. all the other things come from. And, you know, just to get a little personal, um, you know, like I want y'all to get personal. I want y'all to have personal application to the scripture. And so I'm going to kick us off. I'm going to share with y'all my testimony and the ways that I've seen this scripture come alive um, in my life um, and also in regards to how I interact with people in the world. So one of the things that I remember when I was younger, I was always aware of my otherness um, and it really, it really confused me about my identity. I, I grew up um, in a part of Houston where at the time, like our family was like the only black family that lived there. And when we went to school, it was me and my brother, and then maybe a couple of teachers who were black. Everyone else was white. And then um, at a certain time, there's an influx of, of black people that came. And I was like, oh, this is great. And they're like, no, nah, you ain't black enough. And I was like, well, womp womp. Like I wasn't white, but I also wasn't black enough. And so I just, I just always felt other. Um, and so add to the layers of the fact that I was not skinny. I was a fluffy little kid and I was a preacher's kid. Like it was like the perfect setup for me being like the biggest nerd. And, and it was just, I just felt like no one saw me and no one wanted me for me, including God. I just assumed that he was like everyone else. And I assumed like, you know, he was like everyone else and that he didn't really care. And so because of that, I turned to sexual sin as a way to cope. And I struggled with that for so many years. Um, but there was a point, a certain point when I realized that the ways that I was coping, um, and then the ways that I was trying to fit certain molds of like, what does it look like to be black? What does it look like to be a nerd? What does it look like to be whatever mold? Um, these things brought no resolution to the questioning of my identity. Mm. It was only in knowing who my creator saw me as that I finally found peace. Um, and that peace allowed me to trust, obey, and rely on God when the world or even the church deemed me unable to fit the mold. So seeing myself how God saw me caused me to repent and to seek freedom from my sexual sin and other plethora of sins because, you know, um, being human is hard. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a lot. Yeah, exactly. There's a mountain. Where do you want to start, you know? Okay. So, so yeah, it helped me to seek freedom from my own sin and, and 
not only did it affirm who I was in him, but it did and continues to transform me and sanctify me. And it causes me to turn away from the sinful patterns that ran opposite from what I knew to be true about God and myself. So Romans 5, it hits, it slaps because he died for me when I was still his enemy. He didn't wait until I got my stuff together. That's he right. called me to himself and he's the one who got me and continues to get me together. That's right. And you know, that, I think that's such a good word. And thank you, Drew Cora, for being so vulnerable and sharing your heart and testimony and just rooting our identity in, yeah. in all of who God is and not in yeah. who we are, not in the color of our skin, not any of those mm -hmm. things. Because none of those things can carry the weight of identity. Only Christ can. Okay. And, but then you're like, not only does Romans 5 hit me as a salvation point, yeah. but it continues to get me together. And that the work that Christ began in us is going to be carried out into completion. Yeah. And so God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. And he wants that relationship to continue. So yeah. the gospel and salvation is not the end game. It's the starting point. Yes. And from that, he is transforming your heart. He's reconciling you to himself. Mm -hmm. He's showering you with his love and his love and his love so that Romans 5 hits you. Every time you read it, it should always wreck you. Mm -hmm. And it wrecks you to the point that you want to say, it's not just a personal thing. Now I'm going to go into the social realm and I'm going to take this gospel message towards people who need to experience this same kind of, of love and grace and mercy. Yeah, exactly. And when we, as we move forward in this episode and in further episodes, all the other things that we talk about on this podcast, while they are absolutely important, they will not achieve the heart transformation needed for the things that we're going to continue to talk about. So an example, if you need a heart transplant, <laughs> And you decide, okay, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the doctor. I'm gonna say I need a heart transplant, which of course, obviously, this is an oversimplification. There's a long list prayers for those who are still waiting on a heart. We thought it's a great mm -hmm. um, struggle um, and, and journey. But say it was that easy. I'm just gonna I'm gonna get a heart transplant. That's it. I'm gonna and get it up. So you go to the vitamin supplement store, your nearest you know place that you can get you know some maybe some heart shoes. I don't know what they sell. Or you say, I'm gonna go to a dermatologist. Or you're like, I'm gonna go to the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Like, and obviously all these people, they're doctors. I'm gonna go and get my heart transplant there. If you told someone that that's what you were doing to get the heart transplant, they would look at you crazy. Now, this, is the, this doesn't mean that vitamins aren't helpful or that chiropractors aren't godsends. They are for me. Um, Cause my back feels like it's 45 <laughs> and I'm only 26. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> like these other doctors help with these things but they don't get to the heart, pun intended, of the matter. Yeah. You can't get a heart transplant from a chiropractor. That's and right. that's like how we try to like navigate these issues. It's the same thing. We expect a chiropractor to be able to fix the heart issues mm. and it's not working. Come we on. expect all these other, you know, worldly theories or, or, you know, movements to help us. Um, but like, and they can point out some really good things, but they're not going to be able to change your heart. And I think that's all that we're wanting to get at. We want to start there, the heart of the matter. That's where we want to start. Mm. Wow. That's a great example. <laughs> that's the heart. That yeah. is, that really is, that hits. And, and I think it's a great, just even reflecting on that. Yeah. Where, where are we going to the chiropractor and the vitamin store and the dentist to fix our hearts and yeah. stuff? the heart transplant, yeah. uh, the heart doctor rather of Jesus Christ and how he's reconciled our hearts to him. And, mm -hmm. and so um, in some ways it's so silly that we turn to those other things and yet let's be honest, we do. All um, the time. And we rely on those things to try to solve our heart problems. Instead they're just 
surface remedies, mm. temporary remedies. Yeah, you know, chiropractors are good, but you got to go back in two weeks. Okay, <laughs> thanks for the uh, reminder, Derek. So, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, man, yeah, that's so, so good. Just a reminder for us to go to the Lord and let that hard work happen. Yeah, absolutely. So shifting from personal to social, at the end of the day, the same God that loves me like this, the same God that loves Jared like this, the same God that loves you who are listening like this is the same God that loves my enemies. Some of my enemies wish I would go back to Africa, which I have never been to before in my life, but they wish I would go. And then there are others who think that I'm a part of the white man's religion, which is a whole other conversation for a whole other podcast. But then there are also the ones who think I should just get over it, whatever it is. I'm called to love each and every one of these you know, individuals or groups of people and to introduce them to the one who loves them most. Yeah, you know, I think in our culture, we, we ostracize the them and the they. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who the them and the they is for you, to our listeners. Yeah. But what we tend to do is we're like, well, they do what they do, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, you know, I'm good, but they're the ones messing this up. Yeah. Or they're the ones with the problems. Yeah. Or it's a them issue, and, and it's when you recognize that Christ died for your yeah. issues, then you can extend that same love to those who are totally, mm-hmm. you know, opposite of you. And so instead of ostracizing them, you actually are like yeah. seeking to love and to uh, yeah. really connect with them. That's you know? good. Like God didn't die for you because you were great. Again, you were yeah. a helpless, sinful enemy of his and he yeah. died for you. So how much more mm-hmm. are we to extend that love and introduce them to that same one who did that for us? So experiencing the love of God ultimately causes us to love others better. And if it doesn't, it's not because of God. It's because of us yeah um another example because i love analogies um think of all the times that you like buy a subscription and you're like yeah i'm totally gonna use this um you buy a subscription to the gym get a gym membership you're like i'm gonna go and i'm gonna get right i'm gonna get get fit you know whatever like we're not in the summer anymore so it's like hot girl fall i don't know and you're like i'm gonna just i'm gonna go ham i'm gonna do it and then you never you never go to the gym and so you're still the same fluffy, wonderful human being that you are, but you still didn't reach your goal. And so then what happens? You get mad if you, can you imagine walking up to the gym and be like, I can't believe you didn't help me. I got this subscription, this membership, and I haven't lost any weight. And they look at you like, well, we we noticed that you've never, you know, scanned in to to, to be here. (laughs) So uh, I I, I really don't know what to tell you, but we'd love to have you. And, you know, that the transformation comes from you showing up and doing the work. Um, And so we don't want our faith to be like an unused subscription where it's like, all right, we signed up, we got our ticket to heaven. (laughs) We want this to be something that does transform us. And so we're going to talk about some good resources to to kind of jumpstart that. Yeah, absolutely. And such a good word. And I think it's a good reminder that there's some, there's no work in earning your salvation. That's all the work of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But applying our salvation in real life, it it, it is going to be a work. It's going to be a grind. Yeah. Um, And here's what we want to do for this episode. We want to always give you guys resources next steps and here's here's what i would love for you to do so romans 5 is just the, the gospel summarized of christ loving us when we didn't deserve it or earn it um and here's where we want to encourage you if you've not read the book of the bible hosea you need to check that out it is like romans 5 in a story yeah and it is absolutely demonstrating and illustrating and showing to us this radically uh, <laughs> I don't even know this radically almost uh, ridiculous kind of love yeah. towards his people Israel and, and to, to 
to those who he loves mm-hmm. despite them not doing anything ever that God actually wanted them there. Really do the they're, opposite. <laughs> yeah, they're just in sin and idolatry left and right yeah. and God is still pursuing them and loving them mm-hmm. and it is a powerful, powerful book of the Bible and a powerful yeah. story communicating God's love. So Hosea would be just a brilliant, brilliant application to understand the gospel in your own heart yeah. and then to also see Here's what this gospel application could yeah. look like um, in other ways. Another resource we want to connect you to is a book by Pastor Greg called I Am Changes Who I Am. And it is so foundational because yeah. I am, which is God, the I am, changes who I am, who, yeah. who we are. And so it's when good. we understand who God is, we understand God's love, and that's going to change our hearts, which then changes the way that we live. Yeah. And so often we just focus on the way we live. But we're not thinking about who God is and how that changes us. That's good. And so we need to make sure that we get that right. So I Am Changes Who I Am, powerful book, amazing book, highly recommended. Yeah, and for those who are not Houstonians, Pastor Greg is uh, Greg Mott, the head pastor, senior pastor. The best pastor. The best pastor (laughs) of Houston's first Baptist church. Um, And so, yeah, we want to, you know, give a shout out to him because he's also our pastor. Um, but yeah, that's not the only reason why we're plugging this book because it's actually a, a good book. So we, good. we wouldn't plug it if it wasn't. So that's yeah, that's good. So we have a question for y'all, but before that, Jared, do you have anything else you want to add? Man, I think you're good. This was awesome. Yeah, it's great. bro. It's heavy. I'm it's, still, I'm, I'm challenged. Just, I'm going to reset on my own, everything we all just said. You know, the hardest thing about this is like, we're accountable for what we say. <laughs> you mean that we have to reflect uh, too? You mean I can't just talk about it and not live it out? <sighs> yeah. That's the, easy. The Bible doesn't allow us. The Holy Spirit doesn't even in preparing for this podcast, like the more we talk through it and like record it, it's like, oh yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah, we, mm -hmm. yeah, God is good. That's right. So so we want to leave you with this final question. Where do you or where can you see the gospel interact with the personal and social issues that you see and experience? Take 10 minutes to be still, pray, and let God search your heart. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Post Hype Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, feel free to send us an email at posthypepodcast at gmail.com. Take care.